0: This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez.
1: Y yo soy Nayeli suarez Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth.
0: Thank you for tuning back in and investing in yourself and tuning into another episode, which today we're going to continue on relational intelligence and tying that and how you leverage that when there's underperformance in your life and in your leadership. So to recap, Relational intelligence is a leadership skill because leadership is all about influencing people. And so what do I mean by influencing people? It's really to pull out out the best in people, to help them deliver the best so that their organization or their community or entity is getting the best of them as well. So, Nayeli, let's talk about some underperformance and and how we can leverage this relational intelligence in, in doing that.
1: There's a lot of trust that you have to put in your team and in your relationships. And if someone on your team is not performing, it's not only a reflection of where they are, it's also a reflection of your leadership and the approaches you take. There is nothing worse than having someone interview for the position and you hire them and then you realize they were an underperformer or they're not performing and that they were an underperformer at their last team and that leader didn't do anything. They just kind of passed the buck. And to me, that's, that's a cop out. Like you're not training your team. You're not addressing the underperformance. This person's probably been struggling and losing their motivation, their confidence, and no one's done anything about it. And when you don't address underperformance, like shame on you as a leader.
0: Yeah. And so w- one of the steps it, in, in underperformance and what you have to focus on is reteaching that that individual from a leadership angle, right? Uh, it's not necessarily correction. It, it's it's more of the direction. Were they clear on the mission? Were they not clear on the mission or the expectation? You're going to have to, to, you just stated right now, you have to invest time in your people. At the front end, if you do this at the front end, where the expectations are clear, the how is very clear, the why is clear, this is going to be time well invested.
1: There was a, a principal in Maywood, Illinois, and he told me some advice and I just, it made so much sense. You put, he said, when you're raising kids, and I translate this also when you're a leader of a group or a team, he said, you have to put the, you have to put in the time. Now you can decide whether you put in the time upfront or later, but you're going to have to put in the time no matter what. And I thought about that a lot as it pertains to our professional experience. If you are forming a team and you set expectations and you deliver the roles of engagement and your team knows how to get in touch with you and you identify weaknesses early and you'd set up trainings and workshops and team building and all that, you're investing in this team to make this team a powerhouse. If you don't do that, Can they just hire people and maybe skip the onboarding and do all this and don't build relationships and just tell them to do their job? You're going to do the work later when you're dealing with an underperformer. You have to figure out how to train them, how to engage them, how to build the team cohesiveness, which had you done from the jump, you probably would have had a much more successful experience with this employee. And that employee Would be happier and maybe hold you in a different regard as a leader.
0: Yeah, the importance of the shepherd model, right? So that shepherd leads and also feeds. So what happens is that shepherd trains, develops, guides, gives feedback, provides that coaching and clarity. Because people people that don't have clarity, I know you've mentioned this. People don't leave jobs; they leave managers. And one of the number one things is I'm not clear on what my the expectations. Right? Right. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, or they want feedback. Yeah, you know you how don't many jobs are I'm out doing. there? I mean, you wrote a book, uh, an entire book on, on the teaching industry. Yeah. I You know, I, I read some of it and some of the stories there, and there, there's no feedback given to these individuals.
1: Right. Maybe you're not getting feedback or the feedback that you're given isn't constructive. Right? If it's just negative feedback, but there's no development plan or there's no forward-looking angle, then, you know, is it feedback or are you just... Bashing my performance. Or or just
0: demanding, right? There's right. so many demands, but it's like, what what does the person stand to gain, right? How how what's in it for them, right? It's a reciprocal society. It's like, hey, you're showing up. Yes, you're getting paid, but there's also a, a sense of accomplishment. You know, am, am I fulfilling the expectations of of the job requirement as well? And that is all, you know, uh, based on the delivery of the vision and the mission of that individual or that institution or or, or entity itself.
1: Right. And I think, you know, that is all about reteaching. Yeah. You know, we we say presentations are tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them what you told them or (laughs) tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, then tell them what you told them. And sometimes when we're teaching someone to do a a job or a position, you know, we have to teach them, teach them again, and then remind them what they learned. (laughs) Hi, everyone. This is Nayeli. As you start planning for 2024 and wrap up 2023, in order to help you prepare, I will be hosting a workshop on January 13th to assess your leadership style and understanding the best way to communicate. That way you can kick off 2024 and be the best version of you. Reach out at www.corpcafecito.com for more information.
0: As many many years ago, from from a leader that that uh, I was able to work with, and and he stated that, you know, in life it, it's kind of like a marathon of redundancy, right? Because you're going, it, you're refining a skill, you're reteaching it to make sure that. Yeah. They got it right. Yeah, they got it this time. Um, and so there's there's that piece of of just making sure that that reteaching is done. And so that's the first process, right? Is making sure, let me, let me recalibrate, let's realign this individual. It's like, maybe the wrong turn or GPS is a turn around, get back on track.
1: Right. Right. And it also speaks to, you know, the ability of understanding that maybe they didn't get it the first time. You right. know, think about like, sometimes I'm following these cooking shows and I have to like pause it, go back, see again google like i remember the first time i saw kale i was like what's kale i had to look up google you know like google how what kale is about like all these things we did and if we're going through it quickly not everyone learns at the same pace no no. and i even say i do whole team refreshes at times to just remind people hey this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it Hola, soy Nayeli. Yo soy Mario. We want to invite you to make your New Year's resolutions and make sure Corporate Cafecito is on there every week. Happy Happy Holidays! holidays.
0: So, the second step to the uh, underperformance and using relational intelligence is repositioning. If you've trained people and given feedback and they're still not performing to expectations, is there another role or variation of the role? that they're going to be best suited for, right? There's that other piece because you could reteach, reteach, but especially in, in you know, this is, this is for, for the, the uh, business environment, right? Right. Uh, Cause we don't want to, we don't want you, if you're listening in on, on this uh, podcast that it's different because I'm thinking of our children, right? We're always going to reteach our children. We're always right. going to correct. Right. But this is, this is because we're in a, an environment of of business that we're definitely out for profit. Right. And we're results oriented. Right. So that repositioning is always important.
1: And, you know, when we have people that have been hired into our organization, the majority of the time, they're amazing people. Mm -hmm. Maybe this just wasn't the right fit. Exactly. And if we truly value that relationship or we want them to have a positive experience or positive impression of the company, find what fits. Find what's going to make that gel and get that person re-engaged because an unengaged employee is less productive. Mm. They'll bring down the productivity of the team and, you know, they they won't be as engaged, but <laughs> the unengaged employee is not engaged. But yeah, to me that repositioning, maybe it's shifting the responsibilities within the team, playing to their strengths. Like I hate identifying weaknesses. I want to know what you're good at right. and then do that.
0: Right. Yeah. And so that takes us to the third step, which is you have to re- retrain after your reposition, right? Mm-hmm. So now make sure that that individual is clear on what's expected now. Uh, so not what they used to do before. Right. Right. It's like, hey, we want you to focus on where you're good at. You don't have to do all that anymore. So again, it's the retraining and some of, 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 not reteaching, but retraining is like, okay, this is where you, this is, this is your sweet spot. This is where you, we want to be at, where right. you excel at.
1: So clarification and expectations are the way to thrive in the workplace. Know what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to do it, and when I'm supposed to do it by. Mm -hmm. And if I have that, I'll adjust my schedule. I'll I'll adjust how I deliver. But in the absence of that clarity, it's really hard to know where you're, like, to have direction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And in, in all this, you know, you're you're going to come across those individuals that, hey, I need a mentor. They're going to be your mentee. So a couple of traits that I look for, and I, and I think that many of us uh, will look for that our coaches is, is the individual humble, right? Are, are they are they really wanting to grow? Because it's so hard to really coach someone that, well. Oh, I already know that. Well, I'll do it this way. It's like, well, you know, let's be open. I always say, you know, a mind's like a parachute. It does us no good if it's not open, right? Mm-hmm. So that humbleness, right? The honesty. Where are you right. at? Where are you currently at? Right. And where do you want to be at? Right. Why are
1: you here? Why are you really, here? That's yeah. that said
0: honesty is, is the important piece. And third, the hunger, the desire Do they really want to excel. Will they do what it takes, what is necessary, right? Work on the skill sets. Some things that you have to come back and like, you know, I have to work on this a little bit more.
1: I think about people who have taken chances on me, yeah. um, you know, especially early on in my career. I was like, give it to me. I'll do it. <laughs> I had to always figure it out. But I would, I was really Hungry I wanted like Tenacity. I wanted to know yeah. I hated feeling stupid and I wanted to know what everybody did so that I understood it so that I could understand the role it played in my my position um but I was continuously mentored and i I'd, I'd asked for a mentor from a different organization uh you know a different part of a team or a different part of the company that I didn't know anything about, yeah, so that I could learn those traits so that I could understand I always talk about finance and accounting. I am so bad with those. So I would ask for people in those groups to mentor me so that I could learn how to read a p so and I, So I did know like net versus gross, you know, what our gross margin was, what our profit margin was. Like I needed to understand that and I needed to understand it from someone who wasn't my boss where I'd feel mm-hmm. dumb. I wanted to understand that from a mentor who was taking the time out and wanted someone else to kind of bring along.
0: Yeah. Well we'll round it off with the last the last uh step in, in underperformance. After you've done the reteaching, after you reposition, after that reposition, you've retrained that individual.
1: Maybe got them a mentor.
0: Mentor and things are just not moving in the direction they need to be at, there's that necessary ending, the removal stage. You've exhausted every possibility out there every resource out there ultimately it's not the right fit for this individual right
1: yeah there's a belief what hire fast fire fast if this individual is not a good fit you may be hurting the rest of the team by keeping them on your team yeah you know the rest of the team may be carrying that workload there may be a perceived favoritism because why won't you handle the situation why won't you address it i believe that removing people is part of work. It's part of being a leader. It's understanding when, you know, there's not a seat on the bus for you.
0: Yeah. And that person will thank you because they'll have a sense of relief as I well. I may
1: not thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, sometimes that's been my experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the, the individual kind of self-assesses at that time. It's like, you know what? Yeah, this is not the right fit. You know, I've I've been thanked for that, right? It's not like I'm not here to fire. I'm here to kind of help you accelerate. But there's that, that self-awareness. I'm like, you know what? I'm in a better place now. And I I run into, you know, individuals over a period of time and it's like, Hey, I'm doing well. It's like, I'm glad. Right. Right? You found it. But that experience brought you to now find that fulfillment, right? That happiness. Because had you not, I always say that things happen for a reason. You have to go through a certain journey and path to then be able to appreciate where you're currently at.
1: Right. Also though, understand that it's not always going to be like that. And that sometimes, when you terminate someone or you remove them, it is a very traumatic experience, oh, yeah. Yeah. and it is hard. Um, it is hard for the person who's losing their livelihood. Um, as someone who's been on both ends of it, uh, you know, both times I felt sick when I, yeah. when I got yeah. laid off, and then also when I had to terminate people. When I've had to terminate people, I have to remind myself that it is for the benefit of the team, mm-hmm. that it is for everyone else to progress and feel a sense of fairness that I value what they do and that we will not accept someone who cannot perform. It's also, it's also sad. It's also really hard and understanding, you know, but if I could have, if I could have two Marios, why wouldn't I get two Marios instead of having a really strong person and then someone who's underperforming. Right. So understanding that you could also be a better leader, contribute better, have a more engaged team by upgrading your talent or having someone who's going to show up who wants to be there.
0: Absolutely. Well, we hope that you walked away with some great nuggets here because uh, our, our goal is always to empower you uh, so you could transform wherever you're at in your career or in your business as well. So we thank you again for tuning in. Uh yo soy Mari Rodriguez.
1: Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Gas. Y aquí los esperamos la próxima vez corporate cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown oak park at boulevard studio audio engineer and editor is mike mitchell
0: we're available on every podcast platform